It's the shop on the Daily Shuffle. And now, here's Chip Souza. Thursday afternoon, we got a chair open. Come on in and sit down. If we don't know the truth, we'll tell you a bunch of lies. How about that? We never never let facts get in the way of a good story, do we, boys? Not a bit. Not a bit. So I'm joined today by Ricky Fires and Paul Boyd, and we're going to be holding it down for you from 2 to 3 o'clock. we got a couple of guests lined up. In the first one, I'm talking with Lee Larkin, the Greenland coach. Now, Coach, the last guest we had on here last week was Jay Burgess, and he picked a country song for us while he was here. What you bringing to the table? He picked a country song. <laughs> he is a Nashville singer now, so that's a tough act to follow. That bar is set pretty high. I'm probably not going to do that. That's probably not my, my, my uh, wheelhouse. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach, you guys are off to a big start this season. Give us a little little preview of your team, a little overview of your team. Well, I mean, we had a lot of guys coming back from last year, and you know, for some reason our, our conference picked a six in the conference, but we felt like uh, we were going to have a good season this year. We didn't have a quarterback coming back, but we had Gabe Wilson, who had played a lot last year, come back as a junior, and lots of skilled people that we thought could run a little bit. So, uh, And we got two or three three-year starters in the offensive line coming back. So we felt like we are going to have a good team. Well, Coach, you know, the 3A1 conference. So, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, the, the teams were kind of split. You had, you know, you had Greenland in the 3A1 up here with, with uh, uh, Coach, help me out here, West Fork. And it seemed like, you know, maybe Green Forest. And it was more Green North. Green Forest, yeah. Yeah, yeah we more across that way. We went, all, yeah. we went all the way to Melbourne. Absolutely. It was that way. And then the 3A4 down there in the River Valley had Charleston and, and, uh, and Mansfield and that group. And then some things changed and some teams moved around. And now the 3A1, all of a sudden, coaching, you know, I'm not telling you this, there's some heavyweights in this conference now, and it really brought the level of play of this conference up. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I agree. It's vicious. I mean, last year I think we played four straight weeks of undefeated teams. Wow. And, uh, you know, we're going to see. I think I saw it yesterday on our schedule. There's three guys still left undefeated on our schedule. And, and, you know, it's just uh, good, good football teams. And one of the teams that wasn't undefeated is Boonville. And, you know, they won the state championship last year, but they play a good schedule already on, and uh, I expect them to be be really good. So if you get out of this conference, you're going to do well and stay. Hey, Lee, this is Rick Fires. Hey, uh, you mentioned that uh, the uh, conference coach, you picked you sick. Is that something you show the kids? You go up to them and say, look, this is what they think of you. I remember my old coach saying, man, they think you're a bunch of wusses, you're white trash, you're no right. good. And they were right about that. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, they were right about when, when you finished 3-5-1. and one. But do you use that and uh, what's the player's reaction when they see something like that? No, you know I wouldn't use something like that. No, yeah, sir. no, you never, would never. <laughs> no, you, hey, no, you went and made about forty-eight copies and you passed it around. I know you did. Uh, I'm not saying whether it was on every lock of the first day of practice or not, but it, it could have been. But uh, you know, I, I don't think kids get as much wrapped up in it as I do. You know, they're they're day to day stuff like that, and 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 you know, I don't think somebody's just picking on us. They just say part of it's the strength of our conference. Sure, it is. But you know, in, in your mind, you see that and say, oh, okay, you know. This is what people think of us, and and we've had some average years the last couple of years, which we don't accept. And uh, you know, I told them one way to to fix that is just go out and play good every Friday night, and then you won't have to be worried about where people are picking you. We are talking with Lee Lark in the Greenland Coast. Now, Coach, you guys have Gentry coming in uh, tomorrow night, Friday night. It seemed like the last time you guys had Gentry over there, Coach. I think y'all are still scoring touchdowns Ooh. over there. I mean, that's one of the craziest yeah. games. It was seventy six seventy. Seventy six, seventy one is what I think it was. Wow! I'm still not sure we were hanging on for dear life, and 
and I might have I might have made the last tackle of the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy <laughs> game! I remember yeah, my my reporter game. my reporter was over there Steve Steve Andrews over there and we have a you know a deadline we got to get our stories in and it was you know getting deadline and I'm texting Andrews I'm like hey man where's your story he goes story we're still in the fourth quarter over here we're still scoring <laughs> yeah well that, I mean in, in the last two times that were like, uh, four years ago when they were over here was the 48 40 something game so we're, we're, you know they're very good offensively they're very good defensively this year I mean they're I think they're going to be one of the best teams we played. Don't you know uh, what? I agree with you on that, and I think you know. And, and now, to me and, and to us, you know, you, you know, you guys, you guys are have, have merged, you know, to off to a good start. Not to be unexpected, Gentry is off to a good start, and to me, that's kind of been a little bit surprising. But they're like you; they got a really good quarterback over there. He's very good. He might be the best we see all year, and we and we will see some good quarterbacks. He has great feet. He can throw the ball. Uh, you know, one on one, you're going to lose the battle on him. You're going to have to get a lot of people to tackle him. And uh, he carries it a lot, and uh, you got to stop him to win. And I, you know, this summer seven on seven, they probably had as good or better athletes than anybody we've seen anywhere. And we played at a lot of places, so so uh, you know, I think they're pretty pretty solid and defensively. They're 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 pretty solid too. So I don't know that we can score forty eight points or seventy five points, or whatever. We're just going to try to score more than they do. And we're talking about Brandon Atwood, the Gentry quarterback. And coach, I'll tell you a story about him. Paul Ernest, I talked to him a couple weeks ago. And he said, now, he replaced John Falkenberry, who was, a, you know, a very talented athlete at, at Gentry. Yeah, we, we, we made him like a player of the week one week. Absolutely. Um, so, Atwood last year became the starting quarterback and, and talked to Coach Ernest, and he tried to make him more of a drop-back passer, which was not in his skill set, really. And Coach Ernest said, you know, we look back, and as coaches, you know, we, we sometimes look at things and, and, and make mistakes with kids, and, and we did not do what was best for him. We told him after the season, listen, next year we're going to let you be that playmaker and use your legs and lead just like you just said. He's off to a great start. He's, he, he's an exceptional athlete. Oh, he's great. And, and you know, if, if we let him run wild, we're going to be in deep trouble because hey. he, he can beat you all by himself. Hey, Coach, Paul Boyd here. Hey, I got, enjoyed getting a chance to see your bunch uh, last week against a, uh, a pretty talented Mountainburg bunch. Uh, I know uh, Gabe Wilson – uh, you and I have talked in the past last year about how you were able to kind of get him some experience, and it was by design. Obviously, that's paying dividends for you guys this year, right? Right. We knew he would he would step in this year and be the quarterback, and, and he pushed the starter last year to make him better because actually early on in the summer last year, he was the better of the two, but the other guy was a senior and a little more experienced, and, 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 and he was able to rise up after being pushed by Gabe. But Gabe is a, is a great leader. He's a great kid. Uh, great competitor, and and you know he, he works his tail off in the weight room, runs track, plays basketball, and probably washes dishes after the game. I mean, he does a little bit of everything. Coach, and that's what you're looking for too, right? I mean, you want those all around athletes, and that's of course that's the great thing about about the smaller schools, the three A, four A's, and five A's, is that those kids can play everything, and that's really what you want, right? That's exactly what we we, we want a kid. I mean, my kids went to school here; they played everything they wanted to play, and you know I think it's crazy to make a kid choose. Even though they might be a little better in a sport, let them play something else and, and 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 enjoy it. You know, maybe that's not the thing that they're the best in, but they can go out and play with their friends and have a good time and 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 maybe learn something new that they didn't know. Plus, the more you can compete year round, you know, just competition helps you. Hey, um, coach, I know you're you're a very good high school coach. I know you're. Uh, Really interested in baseball? I, I, you know, yep, when I, was, I can't when I was, believe that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I know, man. It, well, it, I'm sitting here looking at Paul Boyd with his he's decked out in Atlanta Braves from head to toe. So I'm you know trying to get past that part of it. I, I don't care yeah, if I was in South Carolina or Gainesville, Florida. I'd see you in the stands and you're 
very supportive of the program. Do you still go to all the games, or how many games do uh, you try to go to on the road? I try to go to one or two on the way every year, and you know I don't miss the regionals and World Series. And, and you know, I'm just a hog baseball fan, and have been since I moved up here. And uh, that's that's kind of my that's my thing: coaching football and, and going to hog baseball. That's a good combination, absolutely. Hey, coach, uh, you know you talk about we, we talked about your quarterback a little bit. Uh, obviously, Jet Dennis is a is a good runner, and he's been able to to get you guys uh, some a good ground game going as well, right? Oh, he can run. He, he's got you know he's got a great name for a, for a tailback, and and he's hard nosed from a great family, and and he, he he's a good thing is he's a junior. Good deal. Well, coach, listen, I know you got practice to get to. We got some bills we got to pay. We are coming up against a break. We've been talking with Coach Lee Larkin, the coach at Greenland. Coach, good luck this weekend, and uh, you guys just put a bunch of points up. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Thanks, Coach. We're up against a break right now. We're going to pay a few bills, but we'll be right back. You're listening to The Shop, part of the Daily Shuffle. Stay with us. Now back to The Shop with Chip Souza. I feel like that music's from like a 70s crime show or something. I don't know. I don't know what that music is. Is that I'm So Fancy? That little white girl, rap girl? You would know that, wouldn't you? I would know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> themed Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. We got it. They're way, it. way off the mark. There. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. That's Which a good, is standard that good, for us. That was one of the few Eddie Murphy movies that was any good. Was that? Uh, Coming to America's number one. Wouldn't you agree, Coach Beaumont? Coming to America's number one, right? Well, I, I'm te- I'm really disappointed that y'all didn't know that wasn't Beverly Hills Cop. Come on, guys, you got to know that. Now. You got to know that. I, 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 I'm disappointed in myself. I'm putting myself in timeout over here. We are there was jo- only seven Beverly Hills Cop movies. I mean, gee whiz. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> We're talking with with uh, Mike Beaumont, the athletic director at Fort Smith. Coach, how's it going? How's it going? You know what? It's it's uh, it's been a great six weeks. Uh, very exciting, and and you can't help but hear. In, Fort Smith, America, to feed off the passion of what uh, both sides of town have for their schools. I mean, it's I, I, I love it, man. I really do. I love being a part of this. Now, I want to know, Mike, have you got one of those polo shirts made that's like red on the front and baby blue on the back? Have you got one of those? If not, I can get uh, Wayne Stellick, the AD at Springdale. He can, kill, he can hook you up on something like that. Boy, I, if there's one guy that helps keep me uh, steering in the right direction is Coach Stellick. Absolutely. Between him and Coach Rowland. I get a lot of cues on how to get things done, and just it just so happens that you all say that, that my polos that I wear to work say Fort Smith Athletic and Activities on the chest, and I have a Grizzly on one sleeve and a Maverick on the other sleeve. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. Coach, both Rick Fires and I, we both worked at the Times Record down there in Fort Smith, and this is no, no joke. We would get calls from one side to the other that said, "Hey, you wrote one paragraph more on Southside than you did us, or, yep. what, or whatever." And, and uh, so it's always, you know, they it, you got to keep it fifty fifty down there for sure. You know, and, it's, and that's that's what's fun about it, man. And, and you all know this because you've worked down here before. It's everybody loves their Mavericks, or everybody loves their Grizzlies, and yes. that just makes it fun. I mean, it makes it exciting. Well, no, while we're talking about that, coach, so this week you guys had a big. Uh, a meeting down at the Little Rock with the Arkansas Activities Association. Uh, kind of tell, kind of recap that for us, Coach, and kind of what di- what went down with that. You know, before I before I was here, man, they had a they had decided on how the conference was going to be uh, changed, how it was going to be drawn up, and how it was going to affect both schools. And splitting those schools is what the uh, Activity Association had decided. 
with one going to go to the west and one staying in the central. Um, so what happened was that uh, Northside decided to appeal that decision, and then I came in on this, and that appeal was read, it was heard, it was talked about on Monday, and then we were denied. Uh, so that's how that went down on Monday. The, the silver and lining to all that, though, men, is that uh, after that denial, we were then given the opportunity to state our case to the members of the conference in the West and members of the conference in the Central to vote on the possibility of uh, changing things to where uh, a special ballot would go out to each school and then they could vote on their decision then would be final. Now, Mike, will this only be the schools in the Central and the West, or will it be the entire voting body of the AAA? In other words, all 300 schools, or is it just going to be the, I guess it would be the, the 16 schools, or would you guys vote as well, or would, just, would it be 15 schools or, or all 16? You know, what we do, we do get a vote okay. uh, in that, but it will be the schools that are in the Central and the schools that are in the West only. Not gotcha. all schools will vote on this. And, and, Mike, what is, that, what is that that you're asking them to do? You know, there's two parts to the ballot. Part A is uh, everything, the whole enchilada, man. I, I, want, I want the world. I want every one of them to vote for all sports to go to the West with Southside, to keep everything together and, and to kind of keep the status quo of what it has been. That's part A. Part B uh, is everything but football. So every other sport would go – to uh, the West, and football would stay in the Central. So there's two parts to the ballot of which they will each uh, vote. They can either vote yes to Part A and yes to Part B, or you know, no to one, no to the other, or they could vote no to both. Mike, would there be the chance that that, that they would both w- want you both schools to go to the Central and not the West, or is that not something that you really would prefer? You'd prefer to stay in the West. You know, I, if I'm just being honest, I would yeah. like to have both schools together regardless of where we are but the proposal that was put out there was for us to join south side in the west in the west so they were not going to uh, you know the activity association has made a decision that means the south side is going to go to the west so we would not have that opportunity to have both schools go to the central we would have to join north side when i say we north side would join uh south side in the west gotcha Hey, Mike, uh, man, I'm a simpleton. I remember when I was a kid and I'd ask my dad questions. He said, well, that's just the way it is. Quit asking questions. <laughs> why, why in the world, why can't you have nine teams in the West and seven in the Central, let five go to playoffs in one and four in the other? I don't know. Why, why can't you do that? Just because it's in the handbook? Well, you know, here, here's the thing. i got to be careful about how I comment about what they decided and how they decided. Right. Not because I have fear of – saying the wrong thing or getting in trouble. I don't know enough about how they came about their decision, if that makes any sense. Man. Gotcha. So they, they are what they tell you? they tell you anything? Right now and how they came up with that decision. But I do agree with you that uh, when you're looking at it from the outside, when you're looking at it from an AD standpoint, which is what I have to do, five of seven or seven of nine, to me, is, is still the bottom two teams are not going. So really, that just means you were last and you were second to last. That's it. You don't get to go. That's either way. Now, percentage wise, five of seven or seven of nine. What is that? Seventy one and seventy eight percent, somewhere in there. Uh, so it's not that inequitable. Uh, but there, you know, there's arguments for both. I have to state my case. The other uh, coaches in the conference, ads in the conference, principals in the conference, superintendents in the conference, they're stating their case. 
so, you know, we're, we're all fighting, and if we did not fight for our own kids, then something's wrong. We are talking with Mike Beaumont, the athletic director of Fort Smith Public Schools, um, who had an appeal this week with the Arkansas Activity Association to put both north side and south side in the 7A West when the realignment period starts next school year. That appeal was denied. Now they've taken the next step in the process, which is to get members in the 7A West and 7A Central to vote that would actually change the handbook to allow there to be nine teams in, in one conference and seven teams in the yeah. other. So that will – Mike, do you have to get all 15 or 16? Is it has to be 100% or can it be – I need, I need, I need two-thirds. Two-thirds. Two okay, two-thirds. 66%. Okay. I've got to have two-thirds. Have you done a straw poll to see what the pulse is of the other schools? I cannot believe that you would even ask that question. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I have done anything else since gotcha. uh, last uh, – this past Monday – of uh, trying to figure out and stating my case everywhere, and it, I tell you what's been great is all the athletic directors have 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 listened to my case. They've they've all taken it in. I've listened to their points of their pros and cons. Um, they're going to advise the principals. The principals will vote on this, uh, and the principals at each school they are getting information from their athletic directors and their superintendent uh, to find out what's best for their school, but also. Uh, what I have heard from all the other schools is they're making their decision on the best interest of kids. And that doesn't mean just their kids. That means kids all the way around. So I'm, I'm very hopeful about uh, how this could turn out. Now, there's, there's, there's a lot of work. It's, it's going to be tight. It's going to be close. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be close. Well, Coach, I mean, Mike, we, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on with us today and, and, and explaining that to us. We definitely want to keep in touch with you because this is something that would impact a lot of schools across the state is in, the, in 7A. So we want to make sure we get you back on here. We're up against a break right now. Mike, thanks for being on with us and giving us some time. And, uh, hey, keep working on that. I'm just going to say this, Mike. A rack of ribs from Newmeyer's Rib Room to those ADs. That might go a long way. I'm just Let me saying. Tell you what, I made some promises that I can't talk about on the radio. I'm just telling <laughs> you that right now. Good deal. We're gonna take a break right here, Mike. Thanks for being with us. We're gonna pay a few bills. Take a break. You're listening to the shop, and stay with us. Come right back. It's the shop on the Daily Shuffle. Now back to Chip Sousa. That song definitely does not subscribe uh, to me. Does not describe me. I, I I ran. No, no, I'm not running anywhere. Like, are they the ones that look like a, that weird hairdo they had back in the eighties? Well, the eighties, everybody had weird hair. Yes. You know, big hair bands and things. I think there was, I think they were one hit wonder. I could be wrong about that, but but uh, yeah. Yeah, I had a fro. Man, I was looking good. I think you should go back to that. I, I can. I'm going to show up with it one day. We are with Jody Grant, the Bentonville coach. Coach Grant, how would Rick Fires look with the big fro? I think we ought to take a look at it and give him a shot with it. I <laughs> Abs- think it look good. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you should bring that back, Ricky. I, you know, I, I th- I'm, I'm right now, Coach Grant's behind this. I think we get a movement going on this right now. I'm ready. I get started today. We are talking with Jody Grant, the Bentonville High coach. Coach, you guys are coming back off of a huge win last week on the road. Yeah, we are. Uh, we went down to uh, Booker T and played a very talented team down there and uh, kind of limped into that game. We had a few guys that were uh, kind of game-time decisions when we got there. and um, 
you know, we had some other kids that stepped up in their in their place and played really well. And uh, we felt like uh, getting out of there with a win against a really quality opponent was 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 really nice. It was good. Coach, you were missing uh, Preston Crawford. He's you know the guy who has scored. Uh, quite a few touchdowns for you guys the first two games. I think we had six in the first two games, something like that, five or six. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trenton Cobe, a player who I want to stop right here, Coach, and mention a little bit. Now, he's a guy that flew under the radar a lot, but he has really – I saw him in 707. He has really emerged for you guys. He sure has. You know, he last year basically kind of uh, did some spot playing, but he was he was Harrison Campbell's backup, and obviously, if, we, if people remember, Harrison Campbell's a very talented football player yes. that went on to play some college football. But um, yeah, so it's Trenton's time; it's, it's his turn, and I think he'll uh, he'll open some people's eyes. He's a, he's a very talented uh, receiver, runs great route runner, great hands, and and has got really good speed. So um, he, you know, obviously had his first few weeks were, were really good for him, and then um, we we did not have him Friday night. Um, um, but it's our hope that, uh, you know, he gets healthy and, and back in no time. Of course, you guys, Coach, you guys are hitting that open week this week at just the right time to get those get those kids healed up before you guys have a huge 7A West Conference opener over at Springdale Harbor next week. Yeah, it's uh, the timing for the buys is really good for us. Uh, it gives our kids a chance to, to get healthy, and it also gives our coaching staff and our kids an opportunity to, um, you know, really prepare for Harbor for, for, for two weeks, and uh, we don't we don't hide behind that at all. I mean, there's no secret that that's what the beauty of the bye week is. It's different than the bye week in the playoffs. When you have a bye week in the playoffs, you don't always know who you're going to play. You can speculate, but but you can't sit there and dial in on one particular team. But but when you're in the non-conference bye week, you know who you're going to play the next week. So uh, it gives you an opportunity to spend two weeks on them, which Arbor's good enough uh, football team that uh, they weren't two weeks worth of prep so it's been been, it'll be good for us now jody this wasn't the way the schedule was going to fall uh was going to fall at first right didn't you guys do some kind of some moving around and and uh with booker the booker t game and things like that did that weren't you going to be playing it we had to do some shuffling ultimately our bye week was still going to be this week okay Okay. booker t and us were both supposed to be in shreveport playing different opponents that's right just playing each other that's right and Coach, I want to ask you about, uh, this don't affect you directly, but we was talking to the athletic director at uh, Fort Smith, Mike Beaumont, and the AAA denied their – they wanted to stay in the same um, uh, classification, the same league, you know, both of them probably 7A West up here. And I just can't understand how AAA can't do nine in one league and seven in the other, but I guess their handbook is, uh, you know, got to be eight and eight. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, uh, the AAA obviously, you know, kind of dictates how all that stuff works. I, I think ultimately a lot of decisions uh, should be made on what makes sense and, yeah. and what's in the best interest of kids. And if it's in the, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't followed this story significantly close, but, you know, if it makes sense for both of those schools to maintain, to stay in the same conference due to, to travel and, and what's in the best interest of those kids, then. Yeah, I think that you might you might consider rewriting the handbook to make it work. Yes. It just make it make it where it makes sense. But uh, you know, it, it doesn't always make sense some of the decisions that are made. And you know, they have some policies; and they're pretty strict about following those. So uh, it looks like it's going to split the the Fortune School District. Yeah, that's something that really nobody wants. We were saying it's kind of like Auburn and, and Alabama not both being in the SEC. I mean, you know, it's just you know they should be together. I agree. Yeah, it's it's you know you think about that from a from a school district standpoint, you know, um, 
I don't know. It's just for years, forever. They've they've been together, and it's uh, just I don't know. It just seems to me just doesn't doesn't add up. Doesn't make sense. Hey, Coach uh, Paul Boyd here, and I was going to ask you. Well, as a football coach, and something that uh, that Bentonville in particular has had trouble maybe scheduling uh, non conference opponents. Uh, I'm going to ask you. You know, if if maybe you had to schedule an extra non conference game if they if they split those differently. I mean, how much more difficult is that? Well, it's it's real difficult for us to schedule non conference. We we've almost got to the point where we can't even play an in state school. They just don't. I mean, it's not like in the the seven A schools. Just you don't like to schedule a whole lot. We we play one other. We play a seven A central school. We don't like to play more than one because the likelihood of seeing them again is, is pretty high. Right. And in high school football, you just don't want to play the same team multiple times in a year. I don't, I don't love that. I don't know many coaches that do. So it's difficult to, uh, to find non-conference games. We have, to try, we have to go find them from out of state. So to have to potentially find another one uh, would, would be real tough because, frankly, we have trouble finding the three that we're, we're responsible for. <laughs> Well, and and that's kind of what I the point the only point I was the downside. I like the idea of both Fort Smith schools being up here, you know, together, but to to have to ask those folks down in the central to try to find an extra non-conference opponent when they're already having trouble. That's that's going to put them in quite a bind, right? Oh, most definitely, especially being in the central because it is harder to bring in out of state you know for us to get a missouri or oklahoma it's not difficult because it's not you know it's it's fairly close but to, to ask a you know a brian or a north little rock or something to to try to find a fourth and and it's tougher for them to go ch- chase an out of state school because uh, it's just a little bit more distance to travel uh so yeah it's tough and that that's you know that's probably was taken in consideration i think north little rock i'm not i'm not 100 certain on this but i think they've played a team from a different state every week yep They've yeah, done that, it in the past. Yeah, they've yeah. done that. Yeah, North Little Rock's one that has done that. You know, I've talked to Jamie Mitchell several times. You know, that was one of the reasons we started that deal that we've been doing here the last two years on Zero Week, where North Little Rock comes up here. That that all stemmed from he and I not being able to find a non-conference game. So we made a background on that is he and I made an agreement that we just scheduled each other. We were going to play each other in Zero Week, and this was after we had just played him in the state championship the the, the year prior and. Uh, we really didn't want to play each other just because we thought there would be a chance we'd see each other in the playoffs. So we, we went ahead and had a verbal agreement to play that zero week, but we both went looking for other programs that were already contracted to play each other, and that's how we found Midwest City and Booker T. They were contracted to play each other, and they play each other all the time as well. So it, that's just my point is it is so hard to find non-conference that you have to get creative. We're working on our non-conference schedule for the next cycle right now and reaching out to all kinds of programs and people and it's just uh it's just difficult you have to you know you have to go find some perennial power programs that are uh willing to play you and it's uh it's just a tough deal sometimes well just my two cents worth jody i wish you guys would keep that double header over at your place i, I really like that i think that's fantastic and i think that's something that could be built on but you know it may not be able to happen but i, I really like that yeah well we like it here too it's great the only thing i don't like about it is it's played on a Saturday and you lose the day going into the week two or the week one opponent the you next do. week and you don't realize that until that week hits you and uh, kind of what it, the grind it puts on the kids. But that's the only negative I've, I've seen to it. I, lo- I love that it's played on a Saturday afternoon. There's four quality programs out here competing. Gives us the local uh, fan base, high school football fan base, a chance to come see some good football. So it's been a great thing and it's still 
potentially in the works. We're just kind of – there's some other opportunities we're looking at as well. Coach, going back to your team, you guys coming in, uh, you, you finished your non-conference slate 3-0, and an exact 180 from what it was last year at 0-3. So what's been the biggest difference in you guys last year and this year? Well, um, I think just – that is a really fair question. And uh, I think there's a lot of things. I think this group is – remembers what last year was like and you know we've just kind of been our motivation is to go through and and really win the non-conference and uh be intentional about how we practice and uh penalties and, and stuff like that and it's just played it you know played in our favor we i'll be honest with you two games we lost last year we should have won and and this year those two games we did win and that's really the difference Good deal. Well, Coach, we are up against a break right now. We do always appreciate you coming on with us. Jody Grant, the football coach at Bentonville High, the Black and Gold Tigers. They are off this week before opening conference play next week. Coach Grant, thanks for being on with us. We'll catch up with you a little bit later. All right. Sounds great. Thanks. You're listening to The Shop, part of the Daily Shuffle. We've got one more quarter to go. Stay with us. Come right back. It's The Shop on The Daily Shuffle. Now back to The Shop with Chip Souza. And we would love to have you call The Shop. You got the number. If not, I'm going to give it to you again. 866-285-4005. If you want to jump in and talk about any of the things we've talked about today, including the the uh, thing going on down in Fort Smith where Northside and Southside are going to be split into two conferences starting at the next cycle starting next school year if you want to jump in and and give your opinion on that we'd love to have that so we're down into segment four now and we're going to talk about some of the big games going on in this area this week and ricky the biggest one right now the game of the week this will be the northwest arkansas democrat gazette game of the week defending state champion in 7a bryant coming to fayetteville friday night defending state champion and current number one. And current number one. Which, uh, and deserved number yeah, one. Yeah, one the coaches said. And they, they're they probably even better than last year. But, uh, you know, uh, Fayetteville, I think they accept the challenge. I mean, they played some great games uh, the last few years. Um, I think Fayetteville won 36-35 down there, then lost to Bryant by two points, two or three points in the I playoff. think 28-25, something yeah, like something that. Like yeah, something like that. And uh, two years ago, I, I was there in the end zone watching uh, Fayetteville Almost could have won that game. It seems like there was a two-point conversion. The kid had it, and he rolled over, and it popped up, and Bryant intercepted. I think it was an overtime game, and uh, uh, they were the great game. So, you know, um, you can't ask for better than that. That's definitely our game of the week. Well, Fayetteville was off last week after going over to Owasso, a team that's number one in Oklahoma. Yep. So you cannot say Fayetteville is playing a cupcake non-conference schedule. You cannot say that about them at all. They have playing two very, very good teams. Who'd you say Owasso beat uh, last Broken week? Broken Arrow. Wow. Yeah, that's it. You know what? And, and Fable's got to find some more kids. Um, uh, Bo Stuckey uh, got injured. He's out for the year, suffered a serious knee injury. But, uh, you know, Fable's got 100 kids on that uh, roster, and they, they're they going to have some have some other kids just come to the forefront and make plays for them. So, but I'm looking forward to that game. I don't think it'd be a, a lopsided game at all. That'll be a big game, of course, at Harmon Stadium. That'll start at 7 o'clock Friday night. Another big one is Pine Bluff over at Springdale Harbor. Uh, Harbor coming off of a big 49-0 shutout win last week um, against a Russellville team that I thought was pretty good defensively, but in the second half, Harbor just steamrolled them. 
And we talked last week about football town, Greenwood being a football town. You won't get too many football towns better than Pine Bluff and Springdale. And, of course, you know, they got two different schools at, uh, in Springdale now. But uh, very impressed with uh, uh, Harbor last week. Uh, Juwan Boyd uh, got in the lineup, returned the interception. So I think they're get, they got their confidence, their mojo back. And uh, Pine Bluff, they're going to come up here. They're going to be mean. They're going to be, be fast. Uh, Pine Bluff's one of those teams that uh, take a 20-yard. And if you miss a tackle instead of 20 yards, that's a 85-yard. They so, go on. So that's another good game uh, uh, in state. In the old days, they'd say, he gone. He gone. (laughs) Now, uh, ironically, in this game, Friday night at Harbor, Chris Wood, the Harbor coach, has a chance to win his 100th game as the coach at Harbor. Well, that's what I was going to say. He (laughs) did that last year, but they had to forfeit a couple of games. So they took that back. So that reminds me of that movie, Mr. 3000, when they thought that he had gotten his 3,000th hit, and they went back and reviewed it and found out he was, what, Paul, six or seven six short, short, something yep. like that. Yep. So he had to go back and uh, come out of retirement and get that again. So Chris Wood has a chance to win his 100th game at Harbor for the second time this so, week. So we're bringing in another big cake with yes. 100 candles big, on it? Okay. Big cookie cake. All right, I'll be there. I'll get my part. Big cookie cake. Listen, I know a lot of those coaches at Harbor, they'd love to see that big cookie cake roll in. <laughs> Absolutely. Another big game, Rick, is going to be over at Farmington. Now, we were there a couple of weeks ago when they debuted their new stadium, and wow, yes. what a beautiful, beautiful. facility that is. Now, they're, they're bringing in Pea Ridge, a school that opened a new stadium a few years ago, also a beautiful facility. But this is a little little bit of a preview of what you're going to see next season when, when Pea Ridge makes that move up to the 5A West. Pea Ridge will go to the 5A West. I think Huntsville will go out. I think that's correct. Uh, Walter Woody or Leland Barkley can call me and correct me if that's not right. And but, they will. Hey, just a great thing about high school football. Last year, uh, P. Ridge lost uh, Harrison, Maumel, 0-2. And so I do my weekly picks. And I said, well, you know, I'd go ahead and take Farmington. Wrong. Wrong. All they did was uh, P. Ridge beat them 42 to nothing. Yes. So, yeah. But uh, Farmington's an uh, improved team. Uh, they are. Uh, Drew Sturgeon. Heck he of a player. His, you hadn't seen this kid play. He's one of the best in the state. And, I mean, he does everything. Kicks uh, field goals, extra points, uh, wide receiver, jet sweeps. and But P. Ridge has had a, a great tradition, and I know Steven's going to have that team ready. Steven Neal, the P. Ridge coach, absolutely will have that team ready. So that'll be a big game over at Farmington. And then we have another big one. This is one we haven't talked about much. Shiloh Christian will be on the road tomorrow. They're going to go over to Beggs, Oklahoma. Um you know, on paper, you might not know much about Beggs, but they're a very, very good team over in Oklahoma. They're a Class 2A team, um, which I'm not sure how that equates to Arkansas as far as size-wise or whatever. But anyway, probably pretty comparable to what a 3A team would be, maybe a 4A team would be here in Arkansas. But Beggs, last year, Shiloh Christian. Now, Beggs was a really good team last year, and, and they are again this year. But Beggs came over here to Shiloh, and I think maybe thought they were going to come over here and win, and Shiloh punched them right in the throat. 21 nothing to jump, you know, to start the game and got Beggs down 21-0. Shiloh ended up winning 28-21. So I talked with Coach Conaway, Jeff Conaway, the Shiloh Christian coach, uh, yesterday, and he said, you know, he's like Coach Larkin mentioned having the, you know, them being picked number six in their conference. I'm pretty sure Beggs has talked about this game a little bit coming into this one. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, uh, you know, Coach Conaway and I also talked about. They're, uh, they got a really, really good senior group this year. What, 23, 24 senior? Might be the largest senior group he's ever had. Correct. There. Now, I wrote a little bit about them in, in today's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette in our football uh, report. 
that uh, a young player at Shiloh, uh, Cam Wiedemann, 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 I'm probably mispronouncing that name, but Wiedemann, Wiedemann. Mm-hmm. Cam. Cam, Cam, absolutely, yeah, Cam. Yes, go. I got that one right. Yeah, yeah. got that one right uh, sometimes. Anyway, he was a kid that, uh, if you remember last year, Jarrett Russ was their top running back, and he's the one who had the appendix uh, issue right before their Playoff. semifinal yeah. game in the playoffs. Um, and so he was a senior and a big, big loss for Shiloh. Then they lost Jaden Henry. And, you know, Coach Conway, you know, he's probably sitting there going, okay, you know, who's going to be our running back? You know, what, you know, what are we going to do? And knew they had good receiver back. Knew they had Eli Reese back at quarterback. Well, we, he told me Wiedemann decided – or Wiedemann. How was it, Paul? Wiedemann. Wiedemann. Cam. Decided – Cam. Decided he was going to be the guy. Dropped 40 pounds, Rick. He dropped 40 pounds in the offseason. Went from 220 to about 180, 175-ish, something like that and has really emerged as their top running back. So um, he was a kid that saw the opportunity, saw the opportunity to be the guy, to be the man, and has stepped up and seized it. Well, that's always a great story. Absolutely. I mean, a kid doing the work in the offseason to say, and and like you said, seizing a, seeing a chance uh, and, and taking it. Now, we'll recap a little bit also from last week. We had Zach Clark on here from Springdale last week, and we talked about their big comfort behind win against Little Rock Parkview the week before. Well, all Springdale did was take that momentum of that win, and I'm sitting sitting here looking at Zach Arns in the next room over there. Zach called that game, Springdale game, and you know they're down you know 21-9. It looks like Springdale's fixing it to go down to, to Parkview. And all of a sudden, you know, they get a turnover and a touchdown and then a kickoff and a 16-yard loss and get the ball back and a touchdown. And Springdale came back and win. We talked about this with Zach about how much just a little bit of confidence goes a long way. All of a sudden, the things that the coach has been talking about and preaching about to you, all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? Maybe that coach knows what he's talking about. So you get more buy-in factor. When you get that and you come back and get a win. So Springdale went down to Alma last week and got a big win, 28-13. Another big game for Ladarius Wansley. And by the way, I'll have a story on him in Friday's uh, Democrat uh, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. But what a what a emergence for this young man. He was a JV player last year. And, and uh, Zach mentioned this on the show last week, that he was on the JV not because of talent, but because of maturity issues. This season, he seems to have gotten it together, and he is – through three games, 31 catches, just a little bit under 400 yards, six touchdowns. He leads the 7A West in in every one of those categories. So he's emerged as a big-time player for them. So keep an eye on Springdale. They'll open up conference play. They're off this week. They'll open up conference play at Rogers Heritage. There's a chance Springdale's going to be 3-1 and one after that game. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, just uh, uh, kind of like the Hogs. Everybody's griping after they lost to Ole Miss. And, man, uh, they won last week, and you suspect they will beat uh, San Jose State, and all that negativity flushes out of your body, and nothing but joy enters it. So if if the Hogs beat San Jose State, which they will, yes. if they go down to beat Texas A&M, and I, I hope that that can happen. You know, I, I would love for that to happen. I'd love that, but uh, I, ain't, I ain't saying nothing beyond this week. <laughs> yeah. One at a time. Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? One, One game at a, at a time. Yeah. So you've been listening to The Shop. We thank you for joining us, and we want you to come come join us next uh, fr- tomorrow night for the game of the week over at Fayetteville. Come get rowdy and loud with us. 530 tomorrow at Fayetteville, the game of the week.